Welcome back everyone. Today we have Sean. Um, we've got a few subjects we're going to talk about. Normally I just say say hello, which I think sounds dicky, but do you want to say hello? Yeah, anyhow? hi everyone. <laughs> um, sure, we, we could tell them what you just did on the weekend. Oh, okay, this I'm is... sitting here with a bit of a, a blue on my nose. Um, I was at a concert, the chats, if any of you guys know. Um, I was there for about 10 minutes before someone's forehead collided with mine. I had to get three stitches after waiting for about seven hours at RPA on Friday night. So I'm looking a bit sorry for myself at the moment. <laughs> God, not yeah, good. No. Was it early on, so you had to go straight out of the concert? Pretty much. I was, oh. was just the bleeding. It didn't hurt too much. It, just, it was just a lot of blood and I was... Oh, God. Yeah. So, I had to get out of there. <laughs> That's not fun. The 10 minutes was good. Though. And RPA is always interesting on a Friday night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very entertaining. So, yeah, for sure. Well, today we've got a couple of really good subjects. I want to, um, I think we'll start with growing up. Mm-hmm. Tell us a bit of um, your background and how you grew up and... And tell me how you were brought up by your parents, because um, I think that sort of plays into it, because we're always mm. sort of hassling the, the parents out there a little bit. Mm. Um, but I want to hear about that and, um, you know, just what your life was like. Yeah, for sure. So I'm one of four children. We're all under four years um, of age. Uh, I grew up on the south coast of New South Wales, near Batemans Bay, a place called Maria. We grew up on a property. Um, and it's a really interesting area. There's, it's a low SES area. It's categorized mm-hmm. when I went to uni and everything. It was a low SES area, but mm. it's quite close to Canberra. So yeah, you have a lot of yeah. a, an aging population with a lot of doctors. And so you go to school mm. with a large Aboriginal co- population. Yeah. There's some wealthy kids around, um, a lot of surfy kids as well, cause it's on the coast. Yeah. So it's a bit of a melting pot. Um, wow. and so that's, that's where I grew up. And I think that it definitely shaped the way I, I looked at things. Yeah. Um, so were you in the city or did you have a property or? No, on a property. We lived about half an hour out of town. It was yeah. half an hour off dirt road, across two creeks on a little property up there. Just a, basically a hobby farm. Yeah. You know, 20 cows at most at one stage. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we grew up, grew up out there. So we were exposed to, I think, a bit of everything. Yeah. yeah. How old are you now? I'm 22. 22. Yeah. Actually, I had a friend who just got attacked by cows recently. I mean, <laughs> oh, no. I know we shouldn't laugh because he really got <laughs> hurt. <laughs> wow. How did that happen? This is in England. He was just walking his dog. He's walking a couple yeah. of dogs and he sort of cut across a paddock that the cows normally aren't in. Wow. And the next minute they're all surrounding him. <laughs> I mean, again, we shouldn't be laughing. Sorry, Jason. <laughs> oh, sorry. But he got, yeah, he got badly injured. Mm. But they attacked, he thought that they were going to kill him. And who knew cows were vicious? Wow. Did they actually attack him? Yes, they attacked him and they oh. hit, hurt him in the back. I think he broke a rib and... Oh. The dogs ran off, luckily. Okay, that's good. <laughs> we were yeah. saving one of the other dogs. Yeah, the next question, yeah. He, he was telling us how so he could see someone in a property and the girl was jumping up on a trampoline and every time she got up, she could see him and it was sort of like, help. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but he eventually uh, got out of there. Yeah. But yeah, the cows weren't like that on your farm. <laughs> no, well, the, bull, the bulls used to be a bit worried. My mum used to get a bit worried when we'd go and herd them into a cattle yard. Yeah. Go and sell or just move around. They would get aggressive if there was another bull around and they'd constantly yeah. jump the fence or jump the gate. Yeah. So we'd have to watch out for that. But really, it wasn't, like when I say property, it wasn't a, 
hundreds and thousands no. of acres or anything. It was about, yeah. about 80 acres and 60 of that was bush that my parents But liked. that would mean you'd have to do some work on it though. though yeah, no, it? we did, yeah. did a fair bit of work. Um, just going to school each morning was about like half an hour on dirt road. There was yeah. no bus or anything. So, right. How'd you get there? Walk? No, we'd, we'd drive. Mm, we'd drive. We'd drive. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then every, every year the, the creeks would flood, so we'd get sort of locked at home. <laughs> Every year, pretty much. Oh, wow. So that was pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that's always a good day there, right? Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's an interesting thing. Getting a car was massive for, for everyone in that sort of area. Yeah. There's no freedom. There's no public transport. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you relied on your parents. So a lot of my afternoons were spent at the town library waiting for my mum to finish work and yeah. take me <laughs> home. So getting a car was a big thing. And just, a lot of my memories are driving along. Yeah. And what was school out. like? Um, I'd say compared to a lot of the friends I have now, my school was pretty rough. Yeah. Um, you'd have like a fair few fights. Yeah. Like throughout the year. I think one day we had six fights in a day. <laughs> it was pretty... At the school, at not, the... not you personally. Uh, no, no, no. At the yeah. school, you can tell at the moment with my nose, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, but it was good. It was renowned. It would often, it'd perform above its weight. We, there was a few public mm-hmm. private schools in the area. Yeah. We'd always end up. The kids would end up with a an ATAR um, that was probably the best in the, the t- in the Shire. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so it was. You had a really good yeah. group of teachers. Um, yeah. Well, that makes a difference. Yeah, you just get a long a long tail of mm. kids not really achieving like aiming for anything, mm. going to TAFE or they're just going to stay in mm-hmm. a cafe and yeah, just do something like that. But yeah, you do get a, a group, couple of group of kids, and it rises and falls in the amount of kids that end up going off to university. Yeah. Um, but I think it was good. You got to how did go you... to school with a lot of different backgrounds. So, yeah. I wanted to ask you how you stayed out of the fights. I don't know. You just keep your head down. You just don't oh, right. make a big note, note for yourself. But it was often these things just happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Just it's it, without any of your influence at all. That just happened. Yeah. When I was younger, like I grew up in Dubbo when mm. I was younger. Mm. And when I moved to Sydney, we moved when I was about 12 or something. And in Dubbo, I'd seen fights, but mm. only the only the men, only right. the boys. The girls never fought, really. Well, that's very different. Most of the fights at my school were girls. girls. <laughs> yeah, they were girls. Well, they then were, when I got to Sydney, then the girls, the yeah. yeah. Then all of a sudden I was told, you're on this afternoon, which I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> and then I was, you know. And that's funny. Like, if you said you were double, I would have thought. <laughs> You'd have a pretty good upbringing in that kind of regard. But well, yeah, no. I mean, I was only Western young. Western Sydney was... A bit worse, I guess. Yeah. I certainly, I certainly learned though. You know how, yeah. how to look after myself a yeah. bit better. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But when you went to university, what did you study? Or so I did a bachelor of science with a major in marine science, um, and I stayed on for next year to do honours. Yeah. Um, and that, I guess. So why marine science? I, Where did that interest yeah, come I think from? Yeah, growing up on the coast, yeah. I did a lot of. Yeah. I didn't surf a lot, but I was just at the beach a lot. Um, yeah. I liked diving. I got into spearfishing with a mate. Um, yeah. Like sort of at the end of high school, mm-hmm. we'd go out all the time. And when I went to uni, I didn't have that in mind. I just, basically when I was choosing a major, I went down the list. And I was like, no, no, no. And then I, I, I picked marine science and that sort of stuck with it. Ended Pick up, something you were interested in. Yeah. yeah. And I, th- I didn't feel that pressure to go into something like genetics and microbiology mm. where the money is or down the track. I think it was very much just, that sounds good. I, I'll do that. And, the more and I studied it, who the more was I influencing you at that stage? 
Do you know what I mean? To be, because mm. in a way that to me, and it sounds like you're quite free yeah. to decide on what you wanted to do, which is good. Yeah. It's actually, it's pretty interesting. My dad did the same degree at uni, but it was never, never any pressure. It's just funny that I actually ended no. up in the same degree. Um, but not, not in a way, right? Because young yeah. people are actually influenced by the people that they know around yeah, them. Yeah. So right? indirectly, I think I was Oh, well, we were all yeah. influenced by the people that we know around us. So it's sort of sometimes more about what you don't know that leads you in there than what you do know. Like that's, mm. you know, you know that. And so it's, yeah. you've seen that it sort of worked for him. He's got a good life. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, sure. It's, I look at what my parents did. My dad studied as a, and worked as a marine biologist for several years. Right. Um, and then my mum worked in health all her life, started out as a social worker and worked yeah. her way into management. Now she's working for the Ministry of Health. Mm. Um, my I've got two younger sisters, they're twins. One of them does <laughs> commerce and law at Uni of Sydney. The other one started off in international studies, then went to speech pathology. Right. And that's my mum's background, which is like law uh, and yeah, yeah. public health. Yeah. And then my older brother and myself, he's in his last year of vet medicine and I did a science degree. So it's yeah. very much mimicking what my parents did. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and so let's talk about... Um, where that takes you on the career side mm. or what you're thinking about your career because you mentioned before that you're not 100% sure on which way to go. Mm. Yeah, that's right. So tell me why. Um, I think it's a combination of things. Um, conservation itself, my degree was essentially a conservation degree with a big mm-hmm. focus on ecology mm-hmm. um, and experimental design so being able to run your own experiments. Um the state of the world at the moment is pretty depressing when it comes to conservation, which is losing a lot of habitat. Yeah. Not a lot seems to be done about it. Yeah. Um, and even though there is a lot of work being put into it, sometimes there's just, it's at a stage where it's mm. irreparable. You can't get it back to what it was. Right. So that in itself is a bit lost. That Yeah. That area seems a little lost. And especially if you, you faced... With news articles every day like the amazon oh, yeah, yeah. the fires recently there would have been so much work put into conserving the amazon and then but did you hear the other side of that amazon argument that was quite interesting no i haven't told yeah because the other because there was you know what and what happens with social media especially mm. is all of a sudden instagram is full of the amazon yes and that's because a couple of influencers start yeah. and then all their social media staff of mm. all the other influencers chuck it on yeah right and then all of a sudden the whole world's like oh my god the amazon's falling apart the world's dying yeah very much yeah. And, and and i don't know the i don't know the right answer i just know that there was two sides and then i heard somebody i literally flicked on sbs or something mm. which i don't normally do and they were talking about it and they were saying Actually, this is exactly what happens every year normally in the right. Amazon. It's no, not really any different. Interesting. Okay. Which I, ha- and, and still I don't know that that's all yeah. correct, right? Yeah. But there's a lot of hype out there that fear yeah. and we don't, and we don't check to see if it's real. I looked at it in. Because we can't. Yeah. Because it's, it's too much. I have a feeling while it, it was, this is, which it's still a little bit are up. a pattern of nature. Yes. And the Amazon was, Brazil was logging at a greater rate than it's ever logged exactly. before. Land clearing yeah. was accelerating. Yeah. So the impact of these bushfires, why they happen all the time, they don't have the buffer of having a lot more land to burn. Mm. I was looking at it through that. And I get, I definitely believe in the hype. 
if something makes a good story and of course. Leonardo DiCaprio is talking but what about it... bushfires, then it's going <laughs> to be trendy and it's going to appear in the news. Exactly. But... but then what is that? The hard thing is, especially for young people, um, for me, it's sort of, you know, like it freaked me out, of course, as well. But then I'm sort of like, I don't know. I've lived through I've lived through times where when Russia and the US were this close mm. to setting off nuclear weapons, mm. right? So yeah. you, you sort of get a little bit cynical after. This is why people get cynical as they get older because they've seen it all, and yeah. and and it doesn't necessarily happen the way they tell you it's going to happen. Yeah. But for all of us, it's something that what would we ever know about the Amazon normally, right? Mm. Or unless you're actually interested in that side of it, yeah. But you know, people who normally were not even in- interested in that are carrying that around in their head and mm. their heart. Mm. And actually, so it's fear, fear, fear every single day yeah. on something like everyone's not. And and what they're doing is they're just blaming the generations before them yeah. <laughs> yeah. while they're wearing Gucci. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's that that all of a sudden puts you in a crazy state. Yeah. Because it sounds like it's something you're interested in, but from what you're seeing, you don't even know if you can make a difference That's for a it. start. Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head there. I think. Yeah. Even if I do devote my life to it, I think. Yeah. I'd make as much impact as if I didn't even try it at all. But I think that I'm sort of. I don't think you're right there. Yeah, I've sort of come to think that I, I don't. I think that's the wrong way to look at it. Yeah, because you everyone, know why? Because we don't know what what's going to be available to us in five years mm. or what's going to change in five years or ten years. Yeah. Because nothing that we've predicted has happened. Mm. Right? For a start. Yeah. You know, because we're all supposed to be all wearing, walking around in grey jumpsuits by now and, <laughs> yeah, for you sure. know, living like the Jetsons or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't happened. Or we're yeah. all supposed to have been working from home and, mm. and not everyone is. Like, there's so much of that yeah. happening. Yeah. But I think... For a lot of millennials, well, maybe it's everyone now, but there's a real thing around having to have this big career, right? Everyone's got to have a big career. It can't just be a job. Mm. It's got to be a career for a start and it's got to be adding something to the world or it's got to make you feel like it's important enough. Yes. Right? That's what, and everyone's got to do that. Mm. So I don't know how everyone's going to do that, but everyone has got to do yeah. that. But why is the question that you have to ask? Because what do you, what you have to go back to is what do you really want in life? What 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 would make you happy? What's your purpose? In that's life? the thing. I think that's why the the word lost is underlined on your bit of paper there. Not, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a bit part of the reason. I don't know if I can make an impact here, so I don't know if I'll feel purposeful. In what I do. Um, so does your impact have to be big? I think it does. I think. I don't think it does. Right. I'll, I'll tell I you why. I feel like that's maybe a bit of the pressure that I'm yes. feeling. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you why you think it's, it has to be big. I used to feel like that. I've got aunties who grew up in um, orphanages. Mm. So when I was younger, I felt like oh, I'll have to go and work in orphan- orphanages yeah. and, and fix that. And then I thought, oh, no, but I'd probably end up adopting all the kids. or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then... But then I always felt like I need to like run a charity and everyone needs to know what I've done and I've saved the world and mm. please everyone, you know, applaud me for that, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> but I had to do something big. I used to think that it has to be big, otherwise what's the point? Mm. But 
what I've realized, and it's taken me a long time to realize, is that you can make a difference in a per, one person's life that makes you feel good about mm. yourself. If you can help one person, and then you'll help another one, and then you'll help another one, and or you might help one area. You know mm. what I mean? One yeah. small area that brings back life. Yeah. And then it's little by little. So bring it back down. Like, mm. actually, to get to those big successes, if you like, it's all the little things. Yeah. It's all the little things. And everyone thinks it has to be, I have to start big. Mm. And, and big, actually, geez, you've helped me work out why no one wants to do their plan A and they do their plan B. Because <laughs> <it, laughs> I've been trying to work out why millennials are skipping their plan A because right. they make it so big. Yeah. It's so big that no one could do it. Yeah. So they're scared of it. Okay, I'll start over here instead because yeah. that's too scary. Yeah. Mm. But it's actually not if you bring it back to achieving little things. Mm. I actually I started doing this maybe a year ago. I'd, at the start of each year, I'd write down a set of goals. Yeah. And I'd tick them off one by one. So I think that's yeah. my attempt at trying to compartmentalize nice. yeah. different parts of where I wanted to be. That that's end, a good that idea. Result. And it was, it, it, last year it was unbelievable. I was in the middle of honors last year. And while I had this big project to complete, I was ticking off other things as well. Like a lot of yeah. them just fitness goals or yeah. various other things like that. I wanted to be able to run fast or lose a bit of weight or something yeah. like that. And that really helped. Um, this year, I haven't ticked off as many. So that's, so, I've resorted back to looking at the whole list yeah. of goals rather than individual ones, even though yeah. there's some that I could go out and just sort of tick off right now. So break them down. Yeah. And tick it off. Yeah. Because that's actually a good thing because then every time you tick one off, you feel proud of yourself, yeah, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And at the end of the year, if they're all but three ticked off. Yeah. That's a pretty good feeling you've made. You, exactly. evidence of you improving yourself. I think also then you at least feel like you have some control over your life. Yeah. Because you're doing that. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's the thing is you, you need to be able to feel like you control it. Yeah. I think before that I used to still reach goals but had, had no evidence of it and I wouldn't no. take this take the time to just recognize that it's a yeah. pretty big achievement even and though it's a tiny little thing on that big list of goals. Exactly. And you weren't sort of rewarding yourself. Yeah. Because that's what we have to do more. Like we set ridiculous goals for ourselves nowadays. Mm. Um, so at least at least celebrate when you hit them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Otherwise, what's the point, right? Yeah. At least go, yeah, I did that. Yeah. And, you know, look what I've added to my life. Or mm. look what I've added to other people's lives and all the rest of it. Mm. Let's talk about your values. Because your values is something which I've talked to a lot of people about. I mm. think it's really important. And I only, I only really looked at mine not too long ago, to be honest. I think I always sort of knew roughly what they were, mm. but I wrote them down and it struck me that I should have done that a lot earlier. Writing them down. I think that's a good exercise. Yeah. yeah for sure. And I think it's, I think it helps because we are much more value driven as the world gets sort of wealthier and maybe not wealthier, better educated. Mm. The more educated we are, the, the higher our values are, I think, or the better our values mm. are. Um, and so they, they really come into play and it's really important. But I think when it comes to your career, I think we're selling millennials a, um, a lot of bullshit because 
Because on one mm. side, we're saying to you, you'll have 15 jobs or whatever mm. in your whole lifetime and everything's changing and yeah. robots will be running the world, right? We're saying all this and the world's falling apart. <laughs> and on the other side, we're saying, oh, no, you got to love your job and it's got to fit with your values and it's got to yeah. be exactly who you are, forgetting that you get paid for it. Yeah. Right? It's the job yeah. <laughs> generally is to earn money so you can afford to live, put food on the table, and then maybe do stuff that you love, yeah. right? Mm. It's not... And, and it doesn't mean that you shouldn't like it. Of course, it's good that you like it. Of course, that... You want to be doing something that you believe in, but it's still a job. Mm. It's not, um, you know, we're not Nelson Mandela. Mm. We're not all Nelson Mandela. And yeah. the world actually doesn't need all of us to be. Yeah. Oh, actually, it might help if we have a lot more. <laughs> a couple more. It would definitely yeah. help if Nelson we have Mandela's. a few more. <laughs> but we can't all be trying to do the same. We can't all be trying to do that. Mm. So there's purpose. The fact that it's a paid job, there's purpose there. Yes, and you get a reason to get up and you... Because for everyone, some people are different, right? So think about what do you really want? What do you... What's a nice life for you? So in 10 years' time, what would be nice? Mm. I think, I, yeah, I can surround myself with happy people. Yeah. And continue to make them happy. Yeah. So that I'm not maybe a burden on them, but I'm a source of... Like happiness for them as well. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine you being a burden on anyone. I'm just. No, saying. but. <laughs> thanks. Um, but that's, that's. But I think I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to measure it by, like, superficial things like having a house. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that would be nice. Mm. Um, but I don't want to be tied down by those things. I think if I just continue doing, what I like and just sort of taking it, year by year, I think that will help. I'll, I'll end up. In a place exactly. Where I'm, happy. I'm happy now, for sure. Yeah. Which so. is good. So then, don't make yourself unhappy by thinking that you have to do something yeah. massive. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Because also, you're 22. You know, I keep saying this. Mm. You're gonna live to at least 100. <laughs> Doctor, you yeah. know, Doctor Carl. You yes. said. Yes. You know, he he thinks you guys are gonna live a lot longer. Oh, that's than true. that, right? <laughs> so. But, but that's quite interesting, right? We have all these advances, mm. but we're not thinking past 50, 60. We, well, you guys probably aren't even thinking past 30. No. But <laughs> about 40, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. But then you've got, say, 40, right? Then you've got another 60 years yeah, to live. That's right. If you're not doing something, won't you be bored? Yeah. So we have to change the way society looks at getting older. Yeah, I think the way I look at it, I want to have most of my little goals ticked off by 40, which isn't realistic when you put it like that. And it's not realistic. Yeah. But also, you can't then live the rest of 60 years without goals. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sit in a chair. How horrendous. (laughs) How horrendous would that be? So we're not sort of thinking about that in a way. No, not at all. I think it's a bigger society thing, something that we have to look at, is that... We have to change the way we look at older people because people are staying older for a lot longer mm. and we have a lot more older people. And if if we think old is from 40, like like which we do really yeah. as a society, if yeah. we, you know, if we think that's old, then wow, that's... We, it's limiting. It's very limiting, but also you're going to you're going to want to have goals to stay happy yeah. you're going to want to have things to do to stay happy and all the rest of it yeah 
So maybe that helps you realize that you can do a lot more things in that sort of time. Yeah. Because even if you line up all your goals for what you want to hit by 40 and you hit on them, then you can get a whole new set. Yeah. So then you can save the world. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And think about how much you'll know by then. Yeah, exactly. You'll be better positioned to save the world. Exactly. Yeah, that's really good advice. Thank you, Michelle. (laughs) But but it's more around... um, Yeah, I just don't want people to think that they have to... They have to have these big things that they've got to achieve. Mm. Because really it does come down to people, mm. you know, and, and I'll bring this up. We were at your grandfather's funeral yeah. a, a week, week ago, two weeks, two, week, yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, and well, sometimes it's nice to go to a funeral. <laughs> that doesn't sound right, <laughs> but it is when you see the love. Yeah. Right. You see the love and you see someone who's lived a great life and mm. was a character or what have you, but has... All these people around them and 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 are there to celebrate his life. Mm. And I think in a way that's sort of what we want more than, you know, yeah, I've got a I've got a Maserati out yeah. there or I've got this massive house and but no one else, right? Yeah. So you I mean for some people that's what they want. Mm. The absolutely money is everything to them and it's different personalities. Everyone's yeah. different. So you have, don't have to the good thing is at a young age, you sort of know who you are, it sounds mm. to me. Like when you know that you want to have good people around you above owning things, yeah. then you know your values. Yeah, I hope, I like to think so, but yeah, like I question it a lot. Why? Tell me about how you question or why you question or when you question it. Whether it, I look at what my parents do, I look, I look at my dad, for example, he mm-hmm. had a pretty good career as a marine biologist for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up flying for Qantas, so he was a, a flight attendant and did uh-huh. that for almost 30 years. Okay. But he did he did that because we came along as kids and he, he put us yeah. first. And I look yeah. at what he's got now, and he's a, he's a smart guy. He's got he's got a master's degree. He yeah. Be, you look at it, what he's done over the years, and I could. I think he prioritizes us, and he measures. Yeah. What is been able to achieve with his family more yep. than that. And I think that's a really good thing as well. But I wonder if that, looking at it, I don't know if that's risky for me in this. So you don't, yeah. you don't think he's landed where he could have landed now because he's prioritised his kids. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I don't think it bothers him in the slightest. He's no. happy. Well, he's we're happy. happy. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're all, we're all pretty right. We're, we're pretty lucky. To, so you, you know, want, you would have wanted him to... Um, so I think you, you're putting yourself in his shoes. You're looking at it and going, if that was me, I'd still want to be doing something else or whatever. Yeah, but... Is that the thing? Or? No, I look at I look at his son. I don't want to change anything for him at all, I think. No. It's really... I admire that. He's brought up some amazing respect kids. respect that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <Well> <laughs> I can speak for myself. But, <laughs> but that's, no. that's a big... Yeah, no, and I look at that and plus. I... I gravitate towards that. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I would like to do that because he's a yeah. big role model, but I yeah. also want to be able to support other people and through that. Yeah. Money, money is the main means of doing that. Yeah. Having money to do things. So. It is. It is in a way. Mm. But it's, it's, it gets harder as you get older. Right. 
right? Because mm. it's like we were saying, we're a society now where they're, you know, they're changing the retirement age and all the rest yeah. of it because there's a lot more people and they still need to work. Mm. They still need to work to survive, yeah. but the jobs aren't there. Right. The jobs aren't there because the generation before didn't work. Mm. They retired. Yeah. And it was very different. And by the time you get to that age, you guys are definitely going to need to work, especially if you're traveling the world all the time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and wearing designer gear. And, you know, no, I'm just joking. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's... So that's part of reinventing yourself. I think everyone has to reinvent themselves mm. as you go through life. I mean, and so the the trick for a career really is, and you know, it's not like I'm the expert, but you have to you have to keep educating yourself or keep mm. looking at where the world's going and look at different opportunities and go, okay, well, this is where I am now, but it's not going to last forever, yeah. and and I've got to make sure that I've learning stuff along the way mm. and I because life doesn't go linear and I think when you're young you think it does you think okay I go into this like even I think at your age and you tell me if your friends are the same you sort of feel like you're going to go into a career and stay in that I do yeah yeah <laughs> I think so. like even though I'm, I'm working in a job at the moment that isn't where I want to end up I'm looking yeah at, the next step will hopefully be my last and I'll end up in the field that I yeah. want to be in. I'm looking maybe like one or two steps rather than and, 10 and or 15. And you think it'll be your luck and you'll stay in that Yeah, forever. that's it. I am sort yeah. of looking at that. Yeah. yeah. Which in a way, like I don't... Half the time I think, oh, just shut up, Michelle. Because one <laughs> on one side I want to go, okay, that's great. Think of that and just go ahead with that. But what I know about life is that I don't know anyone that's landed where they wanted to land mm. in my whole life. I've never met a single person who have said, yes, this is, I planned out my life and this is where hmm. I want to go and I'm exactly there. Yeah. Not one person. Because that never works. Yeah. Because shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> Things hit you from the side, from, oh, like, you know, whatever's going on in the world can affect you in lots of different ways. Hmm. Someone gets sick, someone loses a job, things, you know, someone gets pregnant. <laughs> you yeah. know? Things happen all along the way and you have to make adjustments. Mm. And that's, I think, we're not necessarily preparing your generation for that. We're telling you that, but we're not preparing you. Mm. We're not sitting there at uni and going, okay, we're teaching you this, 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 so you can manoeuvre. Yeah. We're, in a way, we're, we're reducing. I think we've actually reduced that okay. in yeah. a way, which I don't know why. Yeah. But you know what I mean? I think we've narrowed it instead of gone, okay, let's... Because people are sort of um, specialists instead of generalists. Right. And do you think that's changed over the years? I think it's very different. People would, get, would go into a job and stay in it for a long time. I think there's some of those jobs you still can. Yes. Not, not as many. Um, and that'll, and will, will they be there in 10 years? Who knows? Mm. You know, probably not. Mm. God knows what's going to happen. But the key to changing jobs, because if you go and listen to anyone talk about the future of work, they say that 50% of us will be freelancing in, yeah, in right. five years or something, right? Yeah. And I'm already seeing it with a lot of people my age when, you know, they, they sort of have to do that. Mm. But no one's getting taught how you do that. You don't just go, here I am, 
you know, give me a job, someone I like it, you know, give me some contract work and all yeah. the rest of it. You got to have a great network. You got to have people who know you, who want to recommend you. So throughout your whole career, right? That's something that we're not teaching you from the beginning, is because at the moment your generation the focus is all on you, mm. isn't it? So your focus is on what do I have to do to get into this job, and then go forward in the job, right? Yes. So you've got your t- tick list for that. Yeah. Definitely. And you think it's all about what you do. Hmm. Don't you? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Like I make it happen, I think. Yeah, you have to make it happen, which is true, like to a degree. Yeah. But the secret to life yeah. is who you take with you. Gotcha. All along the way. Mm. All along the way. Because you never know when you're going to meet that person again and in what context. Yeah. And if you've got a strong network... And if people know that you're a guy with integrity and and you give respect to people and, and you know, you do that mm. anyhow. I've seen you in action. <laughs> but <laughs> that's good. But that will help you, right? Yeah. But networking and understanding who else you can bring with you, mm. that will put you in a better place. Yeah. I think that's a, a skill. I don't think I had that at the start of the year. Networking is pretty much a skill. Yeah. You put a lot of energy into that. And I think that's probably one of my shortcomings. I think I don't and don't try and maintain relationships as much as I could have. I think yes. the big, sh- big shock moving away from home was how much energy I had to put into being able to catch up with people and yes. not sort of like put people off you yeah, but yeah. just for having done nothing, not on purpose. So. Yeah. Yeah. But what about at uni as well, developing relationships and... Yeah, that's really hard. Like my friend network went from a, a group of guys for about twenty extended group, maybe about fifty, and yeah. then moving to uni, like yeah. it goes into the hundreds. The amount of people you meet and say yeah. hello to, and then your classes change and you make new friends all the time. So, yeah, yeah, very tricky. And how do you keep a core set, or you know, and what's the number? Because there's research out there yeah. saying that your generation has less friends than generations before them, less right. real friends. Definitely more on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> or Instagram, oh. whatever. But yeah. less real friends. Yeah. Um, I think circumstances and... So if you're going... If you have class with people and you have... You're doing the same major as people, it's easy. You see them all the time. You can go and catch up with them all the time. Having just finished uni, it's a bit of a mountain looking at how much effort you have to put into maintaining those relationships. So I think circumstances are... Yeah. Like a big part of it. I don't... I think I'm good enough at making my own circumstances where I can catch yeah. up with people. So, so you're right. So it's, yeah. it's, it's effort. Yeah, it and, is effort. And, and friendship actually is effort. Yeah. It's like any relationship. <laughs> it's a very inward way of looking at it. But yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's sort of like um, if you're fortunate enough to go to a university where, that has the caliber of people that went to your university, yeah. you need to work those networks. Yeah. You need to get them very early on, but and but do it genuinely, right? And yeah. do it genuinely by pick the people, just pick five people that you really like, that you like their values, or or that bring out a different energy in you, mm. or challenge you something, you know. But that you like being around, mm. but they're not all like you. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's good to have people who. Open your mind and you see world, yeah. the world from a different place. 
but catch up with them once a month or something. Yeah. And just go once a month, you know, reach out to them. I mm. do it all the time. Like, and I sort of do it. Now it's become like a project for me right. in a way. Like I've got, I'll show you my yeah. list. So people know that I'm telling the truth. <laughs> I've got this list of, what did I call it? Lunches. Right. And I write everyone's name down. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And then I put a star next to it, the who I'd organized to have lunch with. That's very clever. Yeah. And that's literally because... Otherwise, you lose contact because everybody's so busy. Yeah, and that, that's meaningful. It's not just one of the problems I have. I see people at catch-ups at a party or yeah, just at a lunch or something, and then it's it always ends with we should do this more often, and it never happens. So that I think yes. having a little list of people that you want to meet yeah. on your phone, yeah, that helps. I think you it, can plan it better. You can actually go and exactly. do something that's meaningful. And you own it, right? Yeah, you own it. You don't wait for them to come to you. Because for a lot of times, you know, I sort of have a rule. I ask them three times. If they say no, then they're out. (laughs) Or, you know, then I leave it up to them, right? Then I leave it up to them. Yeah. But I will ask them three times, right? Yeah. So, and that's sort of, um, you know, after three times, I take the hint. (laughs) Do you keep record of the strikes? (laughs) In my head. I haven't haven't written down the strikes, but, you know. Yeah. It, and but it's more that you have to be willing to put yourself out there because mm. um, friendship and having the, the people like that is everything yeah that's having those happy people around you mm. yeah. so that's a good point isn't it yeah. so if you think about what really is going to make you happy in life always always um use that as a a metric against what your plans are yeah you know always think okay remember this is my goal so is that going to help me get this or what am I doing? Yeah. So that goes on your checklist, okay. not yeah. just how good do I look now yeah. that I've taken my <laughs> bandaid off my nose. No. <laughs> how fit am I? A new goal as how... a Friday. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, no, my goal is not to be, uh, I'm not talking about you yeah. here, but in general, I'm, my goal is not to be a supermodel, right? Yeah. Like, which I think in a way we're all sort of, well, not <laughs> heading down that path. It's like, I've got to be a supermodel. I've got to be the best in my job and I've got to be this and that. Yeah. When really what you want is people around you that are fun and that you love to hang with. Yeah. That doesn't require you to be a supermodel. And normally the really good looking people, no one wants to hang around. <laughs> so slow down on that being too fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. It, that makes me feel a bit better about my list of goals that haven't been ticked off this year. <laughs> Yeah. Change them. Yeah, that's it. This is the first time I've had to work full time. So I think a lot of my spare time is actually yeah. made up of trying to meet, meet my family, meet yeah. my friends and things like that. So. Exactly. Oh, well, that makes me feel a bit better. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's good. But that's yeah. what you've got to prioritize. Yeah. And the rest of it, like for career, you just do, um, you do your job well. Mm. If you love it, you put in everything that you can. If you've got a good boss at the time... Yeah. That's when you make your runs. That's yeah. when you work harder, put more in and really get the best out of it. Yeah. Um, but it's not always going to be good and you're not always going to like it. But generally, they're always going to pay you, right? <laughs> so yeah. then you sort of weigh it up when you move on and all the rest of it. Yeah. But you don't expect miracles out of it. No. You know? In my mind, this, I've, I've just, for everyone listening, this, I've just taken a job at the University of Sydney in recruitment. So I look after... North America with one other person getting students to come and do full degree students. So it's completely different to 
marine biology. Yeah, completely different. But I think the skills are transferable. I'm doing a lot of project of management. But in my mind, taking this job, it was a it was a setup year. It was I didn't have any savings before. Yeah. This and yeah. this is a great job. Don't get me wrong. This isn't yeah. just for the money. I really do enjoy speaking to students and yeah. a lot of it's counselling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but what are you learning about people and what are you learning about yourself? I think about people, I think it's been so valuable to work with adults. Like I, I get to work with like supervisors mm. on projects before that in my mm-hmm. year, but every pretty much everyone I speak to is almost 30 and above and their yeah. experience has been just really good to listen to. I think yeah. I've been able to learn how to speak properly in different situations mm-hmm. when not to speak. Mm. Um, and about myself, I think like that I can do jobs like this. Yeah. Cause yeah. it was, my yeah. degree was very much just like a sit down, nutted out. Mm. There wasn't a lot of socializing. I don't think so mm. this, this job is incredibly social. Yeah. It's about maintaining relationships. So I think. Exactly. Yeah. So you already have that skill and you don't know it for a start. So. I don't value it very much. <laughs> <laughs> but also um, people, you know, when you're doing that sort of job, people approach you in all different ways. Yeah, and you have to correct. adjust to that. Yeah. That's, you know. that's very true. So you learn that which any job like that helps you in any job you go into mm. because jobs are full of people. Yeah. Which is what everyone underestimates. Everyone keeps forgetting. They just think of the technical side of it. Yeah. But it's the people you've got to... And if someone comes in and, you know, they've got sick family at home or they're in a bad mood mm. or they've got really serious shit happening, they're not going to be in a good place. You've got to be able to operate in that environment. Yeah. You've got to... Or they're just... An asshole, which sometimes you get that. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, or they're or they're really nice and they're great to be around. You know, like yeah. it's, it changes all the time. Yeah. And you have to be able to sort of adapt to those sorts of things. No, that's right. Yeah. I think office politics was something I didn't foresee coming to the job. <laughs> that was how to adjust to that and yeah. learning how to just talk to different people. You've got to catalogue things that you've heard. Yes. So you're not you're not offending anyone if you talk even just normally, or if you go and do a job, you're not treading on someone's toes, things like that. That was a big shock to me when I started. Yeah. This job it was just. Well, office politics seemed to be worse than ever before. Right. I think, and I think it's I think it's because we're in an environment run by people who like to lead by fear. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of leaders out there who like to lead by fear. Yeah. And when there's so much change going on then everyone's in that competitive fear mode. Mm. Um, and I think years ago there wasn't change management didn't exist like that. Yeah. So people weren't so much in that fear mode. Yeah. Um, you know, they bring in consultants and pay them millions of dollars and then sack other people right. to save them that money that they're paying consultants. Mm. <laughs> yeah. They keep everyone in that scared mode. Yeah. Um, well, the trick with office politics is I always had a rule that I would never say anything about anyone that I wouldn't say to their face. Yeah. And I would always say it to their face, yeah. right? That's a good rule for a start. It's easier said, but yeah, that's a really good piece of advice. Yeah. Yeah, because you've got to be able to do that, yeah. right? Otherwise, you know, because... Well, it catches up to you. But also, yeah. whatever you're saying about other people, they're saying about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's another... <laughs> that's good, yeah. Right? Like, because it's... I used to... I. A team I led it um, in London. We got we always complain about the IT department. Everyone complains about yeah. the IT department normally. 
So I was just, I was just got the team meeting together one day and I I'm good on the whiteboard and I'm like, who do we hate? We hate IT, HR, who else do we hate? Come on, tell me everyone. Who do we hate? And we wrote, wrote it all up, right? Because, you know, I don't, there's so much bitchiness going on, I wanted to stop it. Yeah. We wrote it all up and I said, and who do you think they hate? Marketing. Yeah. <laughs> Us. You know, just to like yeah. sort of give some context yeah. on, on office that politics. Like good practice, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it's interesting, um, you know, going into different environments. So if you go, tell me about where you're going to take your career or your, your goal. Right. So I'm looking at a few different avenues. Again, I'm not, I'm not trying to look too far ahead. I'm just trying to tick off different things. I've got the opportunity to do a PhD next uh-huh. year. And I'm sort of sitting on the fence with that one. Yeah. But I think no matter what happens, I'd like to go and just start working in that field and see where it can take me yeah um, so i'd like to work in a marine setting for research something like fisheries management would be really interesting to me as well i think mm. I, think I just yeah i like the setting of oceans i like yeah absolutely. how i feel when i'm working there yeah um and i think there's a lot of different projects that i could work on that would make a difference um so i would say you know it's just my advice but i would say do that before your phd yeah and the reason being is I think okay. if, you, if you go straight out of uni almost into a PhD, you know, I think it's if you're a born academic and you just want to be an academic, that's fine. Yeah. But I'm a big believer in go out and feel it, feel it, see it, put your hands on it, yeah. really get involved in yeah. it. My tentativeness is about the PhD is that I, I won't have a good project. I'll be thrown into something. A bit yeah. like my honours project, which was yeah. enjoyable, but it wasn't. Yeah where my heart was it was very much my supervisor's project yeah. i want to be able to do a project that represents me in a problem that yeah. i really think is a yeah tangible thing so yeah no that's good so advice i'm to... leaning more and more towards going and getting a bit of experience and experience and then, yeah. will tell you everything because for a start it will tell you if you really do love it yeah that sector i mean just go with your instincts yeah that's right i don't think i'll do a phd twice so i might as well do the right projects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's thought. Yeah. So I keep talking about doing one, but I'm so straight to the point. It'd be like, who's going to write all those words for me? <laughs> <laughs> well, in science, it's pretty, it's pretty succinct. It's very different writing style. Yeah. Well, maybe I saw I'll an do. article the other day about a guy that was, I think he was 71 doing his PhD. Yeah. Yeah. I had to read it twice. It said PhD candidate at wow. 70. Wow. Good on him. Yeah. Really. But why can't you? There's exactly. no reason. I think exactly. That's, if you're not able to do yeah. other work, you might as well study something. It'd be something shit. interested in. And sometimes yeah. for some people, it's just a real interest Yeah, that they have. And What's that... this one? It was about declining populations of endangered species due to traffic. So cars wow. running over bandicoots and oh, yeah. possums and things like that. And so he's getting... So he put the call out for... Yeah. So just general citizens to take photos of their roadkill. So every, oh, wow. everything they'd hit, take a photo of safely oh, on the highway and send it through. God. Well, your family, my family would have a few of those, like, yeah. like kangaroos <laughs> on the road. I think my dad's hit a couple of kangaroos or they've hit him. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not, it's not very pleasant. That's not good. First one I hit, I was on the way to a date at the movies. So I ended up going smelling like wallaby, but oh. I hit. <laughs> Covered nice. in wallaby fur. No, no, it was terrible. <laughs> Actually, I was going to ask you about um, what you do for fun, mm. like because this is my whole angst I have with 
young people is I don't think you're having enough fun. Hmm. Absolutely do not think you're having enough fun. And I think at, at your age, you should be having way more fun. Right. <laughs> what do I like to do? I like, I think day to day, I really enjoy, I like going to the gym. Yeah. Doing strength training. Yeah. So it's, I gravitated towards strength training instead of like just bodybuilding because I think it yeah. was unachievable and I don't think it was a healthy mindset. So yeah, strength training, you don't really care about what you look like. You just want mm. to improve yourself, get stronger. Get stronger. Mm. And it's, it's really good. It's really good for my mind. I can, it's an hour and a half every day where I can just be by myself, headphones in. That's a lot of time that's good. you do every day. Not every. Oh, I try to go about four days a week minimum. Okay. Um, and but you're right. It's very good for your mind. It is good. Yeah, and I, I like it. It gets a bit of a chore sometimes, and then I want to balance it with something else. Yeah. Um. So on weekends, I try and get out, and go to a national park. I do a lot of snorkeling. Yeah. When it's a bit warmer, I nice. like to go to the Royal National Park, which is just south of Sydney. Yeah. Um, and go spearfishing with my mate. Yeah. He's in Wollongong, so. Oh yeah. He's one of those people that I. I don't see enough, but because we're doing something productive, we're not just sitting around yeah. having a coffee. We're doing like going out spearfishing. You've got something in common. That yeah, that's like really good. Cool. The, yeah, there's something happening in front of us that we can, yeah. all the other stuff, social stuff, we can talk about that on the side. So yeah. I think that's really valuable. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoy doing that. And I like going home. I like driving home and just sort yeah, of doing yeah. work on the property. Oh, that's nice. So yeah. Liam and I, my brother and I have moved out. So a lot of the manual labor isn't getting done on the place. So there's always something to do there. So you get back I feel then. a bit, yeah, manual labor makes me feel pretty pers- purposeful, I guess. So. Yeah. Yeah. What well, does actually, like you're doing something and you know, you get a good result, right? Yeah, it's tangible. You can see yeah. I've just moved that pile of bricks or <laughs> <laughs> cleared exactly. that patch of paddock. Yeah. It's really, it's really satisfying. And, and you're outside. I get a lot so of pleasure out of that. Yeah. It's healthy for you. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's good. Yeah. As long as you're doing fun stuff. I need to do more of it. That's yeah. The, that's the thing. And I think with friends, like, um, I think because one one of one of the girls I interviewed, Angie, was saying that she's got friends. I think they meet every once a fortnight, mm. and they have a dinner party at different places yeah. or something like that. And I think that's a great ritual. Yeah. So I want you guys to start to create rituals mm. where it's and I don't know. I sort of want to go. And I, when I say these things, I think, God, am I just being like my parents? Like, I sort of want you to go old-fashioned in a way. Yeah. But I want you to get together and play cards or I want you to get together and play a board game mm. or something that makes you connect. Yeah. Not, okay, we're at the latest restaurant here. Let's do a selfie. Oh, God. <laughs> Stand in the chair to take you know. a photo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I like that. Photos have to be up high. <laughs> <laughs> Only joking. I don't have a good selfie face yet. <laughs> oh, no. Need a longer stick. <laughs> Definitely need a longer stick and, and, and good um, what do you call it? A good um lens. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Mm. Yeah, no, but that's good. setting up a ritual yeah. where where you guys are talking about life, actually, like mm. have some big conversations. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if they lead to arguments. Sometimes that's good. Yeah, but don't just. I mean, you're you're a guy, so I'm sure you're not talking about Kim Kardashian. No. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean. But talk about stuff. But try and actually try and make it positive, because mm. that's the hard thing. There's so much negative coming in, and if you talk about the environment, if we talk about all this, if we talk about world politics, if we talk about yeah. religion, if we talk about anything. It's like, oh my god, 
it seems scary, but actually the world's in a better place than it's ever been. Yeah, exactly. It just, you know. It is. It just feels Yeah, shocking. we're just not yeah. getting that. So we have to find ways of yeah. bringing in good news stories. Yeah. I think one, I saw an ad once that was for like a men's health thing. It, I feel like as a, a bloke, it is a bit harder to talk with other guys yes. about social problems like girl problems or yeah. what have you. But that's when you come and talk to me when you yeah, have that's girl it. problems. But I think <laughs> oh, it's really valuable being able to speak to another bloke about things. My dad's exactly. luckily really, oh, really cool. aware of his emotions. Yeah. He can deal with it right. And I saw this yeah. quote, I think it was on the back of a bus. It said, like women maybe talk face to face but guys talk shoulder to shoulder and i think that's why i get a lot of value and oh, pleasure out good. of going and doing something like spear fishing with my mate. yes that's we very... go through we've been through breakups together and stuff like that and mm. it's never worked we've tried to sit down and just talk to it and we just you we can't. sort of just freeze up and it's say it again what's that quote um again? women talk face to face blokes work shoulder to shoulder, shoulder i think shoulder. it was for like a men's shed thing i love it yeah and i think that's really stuck with me i think You've got to have meaningful work sometimes for guys to be able to communicate. I've got a good friend who, who you know, but I won't say yeah. his name, who has a, every weekend meets with his mates mm. and they play cards. Yeah. Every weekend. Yeah. Right? And what that has developed is these strong male friendships. Yeah. I think it's and, really and important. And they don't, like you said, don't necessarily have to say a lot, but you know if someone's there for you. And when you do need to talk... Yeah. They'll, they'll be there yeah exactly it's, it's definitely important to build that yeah it's not necessarily advice they're giving it's just something no. to listen they're not always going to have advice but and i don't think aussies actually do that as well as other nationalities we're pretty reserved i think yeah, yeah. but i think you i think that's a good thing is to set that up somehow yeah. yeah you know and you be in charge of setting up that for your own life yeah you know and i think just start something monthly because mm. that's sort of Always, it's like I always say, if, if I'm going to go, like I go to a trainer at the mm. gym one day a week, right? Because mm. then I'll go. If I say I'm going to do five days a week, that might last for three weeks and then that's it. Yeah. So start slow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something that you know you can maintain mm. and just go at this date, we're going to do something. Yeah. And, and make it that, I think the good thing for you is you do a lot of outdoor stuff. Yeah. So that helps with the mind anyhow. Yeah. But sometimes if people just get around and have dinner and have drinks, all we're doing is showing each other stuff on the phone. Look at this cat. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> or have you seen such a... You uh, know yeah, what I mean? Sure. So we're not really... Yeah. We're not really being in the moment. Yeah. You know, like, and that's any generation now, yeah, to be honest. Yeah. I, I try and get out and do something that I can actually take a photo of. Yeah. Than, yeah, I think that's more important to me. Yeah, hmm. exactly. Well, excellent. This has been great talk. I think yeah, we'll, um, sure. we'll finish it now. But you know, how lost are you now? A little less, I think. Thank a you. A little <laughs> less. It's going to take... I think I've got to I'll go forward with things to consider and I think that'll help. I'll yeah. feel so nihilistic or existential going forward, I think I can... And don't take off such big chunks. Yeah. Just think about the time you have. Because also there's a lot of people... Even when they're like, oh, I want to have a house by this age. I want to have a house by that age. And, and I actually, I've, I have bought a house later. Like I've said it before, about 38 or something. Mm. And I always thought that was a problem. But why is it a problem? Mm. Why was it? It was no problem, actually. Yeah. And especially if I'm going to live till 90 or whatever. Mm. What well, does it matter when I bought it? 
Because it, it you yeah, know, right. you know what I mean. Like yeah. I think we get ourselves in a tiz over things that actually don't really matter. Yeah. As long as you've got somewhere to live and you've got something to do and people who love you. Yeah. You know that's the main thing. Yeah. And so concentrate on keeping yourself mentally healthy and mm. happy and going outside helps that. Going outside, exercising, but also not putting so much pressure on yourself that you've got to save the Amazon. You yeah, know? It's exactly. not your job. You don't yeah. have to. But you can do a little bit that might help. Mm. Right? Little chunks. Yeah. Little chunks. And then you'll find by the time you're 40, you're like, wow, look at what we've changed. Yeah. Yeah. No, cool. It's a really much better outlook. Yeah. Well, thank you, Michelle. I feel, I feel much <laughs> thank better. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Yeah.